This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County, and good morning to you, Clyde Atkinson. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing super. Truman, I'm doing just fine. Well, our sweet lady Peggy just left to go upstairs over here at Adams Place. She was, she's your biggest fan. I, I know that for sure by some of the conversations we've had over the years. Well, don't believe everything she tells you. She's probably very biased there. But, uh, yeah, she's going to come back down here, and she said in a few minutes, uh, it's the day that uh, the uh, staff cleans her apartment. So she wanted to be up there for a few minutes. Oh, man, I, I need five or six people cleaning my house. And about, so every, about every other day. <laughs> Isn't it terrible to be just strictly not able to take care of, well, I never did want to take care of it, to be perfectly honest with you. And thank goodness my wife, Jackie, is, she was the most special thing in my life. And bless her heart, uh, I never worried about anything. And when you lose your spouse that uh, is your best friend, too, it, it's pretty tough. You have been... Over Crime Stoppers from the beginning. Well, close. Well, uh, you you know what I'm talking about. I didn't get it started. Uh, it got started in 84. I remember I, when it started. They called me uh, a few months before they actually got started on it. And um, mm -hmm. I think most people felt at, at the time it would have been good for either one of the departments, either Murfreesboro Police Department or Rutherford County Sheriff's Department, because we worked well together back in those days. We did. So it really didn't matter, but you guys were in, in a situation there that um, you had access more than some of the others, because a lot of the information that Crime Stoppers would get back, a lot of it was in the city proper itself. Well, Truman, that's 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 very true, but I think it's that way bec simply because of population. Yeah, Murfreesboro is just the biggest city, and so there's since there's more people living in in the city, and golly, compared back then to today, a tremendous influx of population. So it's just sheer numbers. Yeah, uh, I think that. Um they could not have picked a better person than you to handle it because um, I have talked to many members over, uh, on your board over the years, and they are just absolutely love you to death because you're, um, you, you, you cross all the T's and dot all the I's, and you make sure everything is done in a professional way. And you have a, a good way of dealing 
with people outside the uh, law enforcement agencies. Well, Truman, I think you have to. Uh, I, I, I think my mother and my daddy, particularly my daddy, was a was a very detailed accountant. He was very detailed on things. Yeah. And I found out uh, that definitely paid off in law enforcement. And the board has been good to me. Uh, I am actually a board member now. When I retired from the police department, mm -hmm. uh, they actually put me voted and put me on the board. So I'm a I'm a board member now. And uh, but you know I tell people Crime Stoppers does not solve the crimes. Yeah. Uh, you you have to have good investigators. Yeah. And you, and here again, it goes back to and that responsible report. responsible citizens. You do. You yeah. do. You, you, when you get that tip in from a good citizen, you've got to make sure that it goes to a good officer at each department. Mm -hmm. And uh, because without those people, uh, without those investigators, uh, you know, I don't make the arrest. Crime Stoppers didn't make the arrest. The detectives, the investigators do. Yeah. And I think... Uh, I, I think it's it's just a, a big triangle. The the triangle of Crime Stoppers is obviously uh, law enforcement, the community, and the media. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a it's a working triangle. Now the the people that are on the board are are these individuals who request to be on the board, or are these that you and other law enforcement officers during all that time uh, would reach out to? Uh, uh, both, Truman. It's, it's a mix. Some people uh, reach out to us and they say, we want to be on the board. Yeah. Uh, so that name has to go before the nominating committee, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, is chair of the nominating committee is Terry Hodge right now. Mm -hmm. And so they meet and decide on whether to send the... Uh, whether to send that name up to have a background done. We do do a background on all of our board members. Yeah. And then if it passes the background, then it goes back to the nominating committee and they put that name up for a vote. Now, did Terry Hodge pass the uh, background check? Uh, he did. I don't know how, but 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 I know but he's he listening did. today. Bless I, his heart. I got I got told that he was listening. Yeah. Do you have a clue? Uh, Knowing you, you probably do. Uh -oh. uh, uh, how many cases have been solved by Crime Stoppers? Uh, the information that is given to you and you pass on to the officers. I figured you would probably ask me something yep. like that. I so, had to. so I so I did bring uh, uh, I, I did bring some statistics. Um, we've solved uh, 343 cases since inception. Yeah. Um, now, the, 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 the big number that stands out is by the time you look at the total dollars of stolen goods that's been recovered mm -hmm. and street value, in other words, wholesale value narcotics, uh, that's, that's 1300000 Wow. And that's a lot of dollars. Truman, that's a lot of dollars. Now, how many felons are on that list? Oh, uh, Crime Stoppers... Uh, at least rather for county crime stoppers, we just take tips and information on felons. Now, MTSU, we have a sister program at MTSU, and they will take information uh, on misdemeanors. Yeah. And we share the same phone number, the same operators, uh, but MTSU will pay off on misdemeanors, which here again, they have their own money, their own funds, and, and on their own board. Uh, again, I'm lucky enough, uh, when I retired, they asked me to be on the board at MTSU, 
and they've been very, very good to me, and they're easy to work with over there. And so I'm on the Rutherford County Board. I'm also on the MTSU Board. Mm -hmm. Now, how many what I would call um, major crimes over the years, whether it be murder, rape, um, all of those things that would fit that particular description? Well, we've, uh, we've solved 12 homicides, uh, 51 armed robberies, mm -hmm. uh, 15 aggravated assaults, and between burglaries and larceny theft, both of those, about 270, mm -hmm. and 32 auto thefts. And the largest number of arrests, believe it or not, that we've solved has been narcotics at 236, and fugitives uh, was uh, fugitives were 231. Now I, I told you 342 crimes. I didn't. It, there's a difference in numbers because you've got different suspects and different crimes. The total cases or total crime solved is 1,086. Yeah. But we've actually made 343 arrests. Yeah, I understand that. So. You, uh, you feel like most of us in law enforcement that that has been a, a great addition to uh, as far as law enforcement is concerned because we can't do anything at all as a rule unless it's something that the officer just happens to pop up on without the citizens' uh, help in a lot of those areas because... Um, the relationship has to be very strong between the community and the, the law enforcement agencies as a rule. It does. I think if you talk to any investigator, they're going to tell you they'll take information any way they can get it. Yeah. They, most of them love Crime Stoppers. Yeah. Now, some of them, uh, particularly the old school, they, they want to be able to talk to that informant. They want to be able to talk to the person that's giving them information. Yeah. Unfortunately, with Crime Stoppers, we can't do that because we have to guarantee anonymity. Yeah. So it's kind of a one-way information, uh, but it works. It, it works real well. Now, you, you go back to the old days uh, when we um, did not have Crime Stoppers. Yes, sir. Uh, and we did not have the police academy, the sheriff's academy, and all of those other things that would reach out to the community to see just exactly what our uh, role was in, in, in working these crimes and, and how much we needed uh, the input from the communities and things like that. And, and one of the things I noticed that when we first put officers in the schools, uh, the attitude changed from the students how they looked at, at law enforcement. Yes, it did. And, and law enforcement officers became their friends, not their enemies. And a, a lot of times you have to reach out and educate people in how much we depend on them and actually what we're doing for them uh, as law enforcement officers. And the law enforcement officers, you know, they have to know that, you don't want to people to get a bad attitude as to how you're doing your job. And you and I have seen things change so drastically 
over the last 40, 50 years. I mean, it's amazing the change, just the we understand each other better. Well, exactly, and, and you hit the major nail uh, on the head when you talked about officers in schools. Yeah. <clears throat> now, you did that uh, before the city did, but the city followed it, and I'm going to tell you, Truman, if you took these officers out of the schools, you would have a civil uprising, not only yeah. from the students, but the parents, and particularly the staff and the faculty, because yeah. they have made the schools so much safer, but it's that, uh, it's that camaraderie, it's that uh, conversation they have with the students. They've changed a lot of the students' attitudes, and so they make so much better citizens when they graduate. Yeah, and we understand a lot of times that they will relate information to the officers yes. that they wouldn't tell anybody else no. at all. And it may be something going on in the schools, which uh, we have seen uh, Columbine and some of these other places. Um, they they didn't have a clue when something was getting ready to happen that was going to be uh, catastrophic to the schools at all. But now with a relationship with the kids, um, we have uh, actually we had school resource officers in before Columbine, and uh, uh, the way the kids respond. I mean, it's been, we've had it so long that some of the first SROs that we had. Uh, kids will come over and talk to them and, and uh, thank them for being there, and they feel like that they're just best friends with them. And that's what really, really made it uh, work very, very well. And tell me why and who was the one that initiated, uh, initiated Crime Stoppers? Well, uh, Crime Stoppers was initiated, uh, I, I'm going to get my year wrong, but I believe it was 1976, and it was started by a detective in Albuquerque, New Mexico, by the name of Greg McAleese. Wow. And uh, I, I'll tell you how it was, is the, the media and the police chief, now back then, not now, but back then, hated each other. Mm -hmm. They did not get along at all. That was the first problem. second problem is they had a very, very gruesome uh, robbery homicide. It was at a gas station. It was on the midnight shift. And they went in, and, uh, of course, they robbed the guy. They beat him, and then they killed him, and it was two suspects. Mm. They didn't have anything to go on. Back in the day, there was no such thing as closed-circuit TV cameras and video cameras and so on. So they started to canvass the neighborhood. And, of course, people back then, from fear of retaliation, same as today, yeah. they didn't want to get involved. Yeah. So he said, there's just got to be a better way. And so they did finally find one person that told them what kind of car it was. They said they thought it was an orange Dodge Challenger. They had not ever even seen the car in the neighborhood. Mm. Well, Detective McAleese, Greg, he had some good friends at the media, and so he went to the media. He said... Well, that's rare. Uh, it is. It is, but he had a, he had a good friend in the media. It, it was somebody that, uh, here again, he had developed that rapport over the years, and it was a trusted relationship. Yeah. And here again, that's what you've got to do with the media. You've got to get that trusted relationship. So Good he luck said, in doing it now. I, I know, I know, because uh, they want to look under every stone. 
Yeah. Uh, and so be it. Something that they can throw back at you and <laughs> not protect you from. Uh, well, you've been a victim of that, and so have I. Yes. And so he um, he went, he said, do you think we could do a new story? We could do a reenactment. Mm -hmm. He said, well, I don't know. Uh, he said, okay, uh, let me think about it, and then let's go have lunch. Yeah. Well, Greg was pretty smart. So he signed. He lined up a lunch date with this TV news reporter, and he had his police chief come too. Yeah. Now, thinking now, that's sitting on a keg of dynamite, but it worked out pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, so they did the reenactment. Truman, within 24 hours, within 24 hours, they had both suspects found, located, arrested, and charged with uh, armed robbery and homicide. Now, the TV news reporter, when they were doing the, uh, after they did the reenactment mm -hmm. and after the suspects, then he told Greg, he said, well, you know what? You're a pretty good Crime Stopper. Uh, and that is how Crime Stoppers was formed. Now, what was there a, a payment given to anybody that, that gave some of the information. Believe it or not, not back then. They didn't have any money. They yeah. they were they were not a tax free donation. They didn't use government money. So it was just people came forward with information out of the goodness of their heart. So no, the very first tip that was performed with Crime Stoppers in Albuquerque was zero dollars. Wow. Believe it or not. Well, concerned citizens, they're I, I'm sure they're willing to do anything to get some of these people off the streets. Oh. But but is there a maximum amount? Uh, and tell me exactly when someone calls in. Yes, sir. What, what, what the uh, process is. Well, when they call in, uh, they're asked, uh, uh, obviously, a couple of main questions, what the, what the crime is mm -hmm. and what the jurisdiction is. In other words, where is the, where is the criminal? What, what crime was, was it Eagle, Laverne, Smyrna, Rutherford yeah. County, Murfreesboro? And so they're asked that. Well, they're trained operators, and what they do on this computer screen, they punch in the crime they're calling in on. Let's say it's a, let's say it's a burglary. Mm -hmm. Well, they have a standard set of questions that's asked of each caller. Mm -hmm. And we have a, a answering service now that is specifically trained and only has Crime Stoppers programs all over everywhere. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of why I ask about being on the program because we've hit a milestone. We've hit a mark that uh, has not happened to us and that we are now 724 365. Oh, and we've wow. never done that before. So we have an answering service that is answering all the calls. Mm -hmm. And here again, the good thing about it, they're trained operators. They're certified by Crime Stoppers to, and have a background done to take just Crime Stoppers calls. Mm -hmm. and, the, and they have a standard set of questions that's been uh, instigated and, and made by trained detectives. And it's working really well. Are they trained like dispatchers? Even more so, even yeah. even more so, because the the difference w w between a dispatcher and and nothing wrong with dispatchers. I used to be oh, one way I back in the day. Em. I love them. Uh, is you try to find out as much information as you can. So yeah. you've got to have names and so forth. These these trained receptionists, these uh, people answering the phone, 
have to be able to ask questions, but still yet protect and keep the caller anonymous. Yeah. Do you keep the uh, identities of the receptionist? Do you keep those pretty hidden, or how how do you do that? Or well, the uh, uh, you talking about the, the people that's answering the phone? Yes, yes. They have a they have a uh, a number. They go by a number. So I I don't even know their names, okay. and the caller does not know their name. But they do have a number uh, that they will give the caller in case the caller wants to call back. Mm -hmm. uh, the good thing it's called P3, like P is in Paul P3, and anybody can go on the website. You can leave a, a tip uh, through the internet. Uh, particularly kids or people that like to text, you can go into P3 and get and download the P3 app on your phone, mm -hmm. and you can actually text anonymously. And so there's all three ways that we can get tips now through this through this answering service. Now, hiding all of those identities is critical, isn't it? It is. It is exactly, and that's one of the reasons uh, defense attorneys uh, always want to try to get as much information as they can for their def for their client, and I understand that. That's exactly why we use an answering service that is up in Canada. It's very hard to get a subpoena in Canada by federal and national law. Uh, Crime Stoppers programs are protected by the government, so all all information is guaranteed confidential and anonymous. What a gr I see, I didn't even realize that one. Wow, that's amazing. It is, and the computer software program that we're using is P3, and they are also located in Canada. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely advantages to using those programs and both be certified uh, in uh, by Crime Stoppers uh, International. Now, there are other answering services. You know, we have some here in Murfreesboro and Nashville. But the thing about it is they take calls for doctor's offices and everywhere. Mm -hmm. This particularly uh, call center it does just Crime Stoppers. But they're all over the United States. Now, the ones that uh, are able to relate to what's going on in Rutherford County and the city, all the, the cities now, um, are are they paid and only work with this area or they are they just I don't know how they could be open all the way across the country without being uh subject to just a certain area well uh treatment it, it, it it's strange but they are That's uh, they have a uh, they have what they call, and don't ask me what it is because I don't know, but it's called a DID line, and it's where we don't have to pay an 800 number. Mm -hmm. And it's a 615 area code, but it's assigned to Rutherford County. So when somebody calls in from Rutherford County, uh, that pops up on the computer screen, not their number, yeah. but just where they're calling. And then, of course, they look up our information, take the tip, and then it comes back to me. Wow. It's it's a very sophisticated complicated. Uh, phone, yes, complicated phone and computer system that works very well. Yeah. Even the operators, that, that's a good thing. Even the operators, they don't subscribe to caller ID. They don't have the number. Uh, they have no idea. You could be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and calling about a crime in Murfreesboro. They have no idea who you are or where you're calling from. So uh, all the people that uh, want to be a part of Crime Stoppers as far as information that they have 
that could possibly solve one of the cases that are going on here, they're perfectly safe. Uh, none of that information is no. going to get out. No, they're perfectly safe. They'll never be asked their name, uh, any kind of identifying information. Uh, we do not use caller ID. Uh, they'll, they'll be uh, issued a code number uh, to come back later on. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with Clyde Action. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at getsthealthcare.com. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses and automatically adjusts to keep you both effortlessly comfortable. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our Labor Day weekend special where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Plus free premium delivery ends Labor Day. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents And Doug Check it out, Lemu, a roadside carnival Step right up, folks, test your strength Come see the fire-breathing baby (laughs) Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance So you only pay for what you need Look, an emu wearing sunglasses Lemu, you're famous Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get to French's Shoes and Boots this Labor Day weekend for the best prices on your favorite brands. Get unbeatable deals on work boots and work apparel from brands like Carhartt, Thoroughgood, Timberland Pro, and Keene Utility. The famous bargain racks will be packed all weekend long with name brand footwear at up to 90% off mall prices. Don't miss the French's Labor Day sale. It makes good sense to shop at French's. Shoes and boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Shortly before noon on Wednesday, a passenger on the city's Rover bus had a medical issue at the downtown city transportation hub. A bus official told News Radio WGNS the rider appeared to be having seizures. Paramedics from Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue and Rutherford County Emergency Medical Services treated the man at the bus transfer station at the intersection of North Walnut and West Burton Street. He was then transported to the Alvin C. York VA Medical Center. Meanwhile, Mayor McFarland says a new fleet of buses will replace the old ones around the first of the year. Instead of bright green with the dog on the side, the new buses will be blue and white and display the name Murfreesboro Transit. MTSU's Donnie Walker, assistant professor of biology, has landed a boost to his research through a National Science Foundation grant. The university will receive $870,000 for the NSF project titled Understanding the Rules of Life, Microbiome Interactions, and Mechanisms. Funding begins this January and extends through 2025. Rumors of an active shooter at a local school Wednesday were incorrect. A neighbor heard shots fired and a scream and called 911 just after 1.30. Officers locked down nearby schools as a precaution as they sorted out the situation. Here's what happened. 
Expectant parents were making a gender reveal phone call to out-of-town family members and revealed their baby's gender. During the phone call, the expectant father allegedly stepped outside and fired celebratory rounds into the air, and the expectant mother screamed out of excitement over the news of a baby boy. This scared the neighbors who called police. The father has been cited for unlawful discharging of a firearm in the city limits. The lockdown was taken off the schools. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Adams Place Retirement Community is a part of National Healthcare Corporation. In 1971, the founder, Dr. Carl Adams, had a vision to provide higher quality health care for seniors. His dream was to create a campus concept that offered in-house services for residents as they age with different needs. Call 615-904-7100 and schedule a tour. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon. High in the mid-80s. Winds out of the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. For tonight, mostly clear skies, alone near 57. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896 4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896 4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back to Clyde Atkinson and uh, Bart Walker sent his regards to you as we off the air and, and uh, said that you guys would do a lot of stuff together and uh, nothing but great uh, things said about you. Well, I, I appreciate that from both you and Bart. And uh, I, I have to say Bart uh, is a former board member mm-hmm. of Crime Stoppers. So, therefore, he has been extremely supportive. Uh, he is, I'm sure, really glad to see this uh, fruition come true that we are now 724. So we're not going to mix we're not going to miss any calls. Yeah. But again, uh, you know, I want to put out there to these people, uh, you, they can send us a text tip or get on the email. And their identity is completely secure because it goes through uh, the answering service up in Canada. And here again, it's P3, P like in Paul, P3 tips, T-I-P-S. All you got to do is go in on your phone and uh, uh, download that app, uh, or get on the internet, and that's how you get through to them. That's how I get to them. It's P3 Tips. Now, when just before it first started, uh, Jennings Jones, mm-hmm. as I remember it, because I talked to him actually earlier, and uh, he was willing to give a large amount to get it started, and uh, he had a. a such a great relationship with law enforcement back then and the community. He, he was very strong in supporting our community here. So 
tell me how it went from the time that Jennings Jones wanted to be um, a major contributor to what was going to go on with, with Crime Stoppers at that time. Well, it was a little bit before my time. Ricky Kite was still the coordinator then, Truman. But I can tell you they were doing like a radiothon, and they did it down at the Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber was a big supporter of Crime Stoppers. Mm -hmm. And I may get this wrong, but I believe it was Ralph Vaughn that was down at the chamber that, that did the Radiothon down there. Yeah. And um, so they were doing a fundraiser, having people call in, and that's exactly how it happened. Uh, Rebecca and Jennings Jones listened to that, and here again they've always been strong supporters of the community, and they said, well, why don't we give just a little bit amount of money? Well, a little bit amount of money was huge, huge, huge to Crime Stoppers, and they gave a donation of $10,000. And back then, treatment, that's, a lot, that's a lot of money yeah. back in 1984. Oh, it sure was. Now, uh, from, from there on, it has grown to, it's unbelievable how it's changed in a very positive way. And you have been um, probably the main instrument from that time on to today. And what are some of the things that you have seen change and the numbers change as far as uh, how much? You, you mentioned earlier to me, I can't remember if we were on the air and, or off the air. I think we were off the air when we were talking about the IRS and make sure that you don't step on any toes while you're doing some of this. Well, exactly. Uh, of course, everybody knows you have to pay taxes uh, mm -hmm. on donations, on gifts, uh, etc. Well, IRS got behind Crime Stoppers many years ago, and there's actually an IRS statute on there that allows Crime Stoppers mm -hmm. to pay out a cash reward of up to $1,000 without having to report that to the Internal Revenue Service. Mm -hmm. So I think that shows how our federal government backs Crime Stoppers, yeah. not having to do a W-2 or a W-4 form uh, to our anonymous uh, informants, yeah. to, to the callers that call in. And that has been a huge success, huge, huge success. But a lot of people say, well, why don't you give out more money? Well, that's why we don't want to go against the IRS. We don't want to have to put it on you to where you have to report that money to IRS and why, where, and how you got it. So our rewards are limited up to $1,000. Now, that's per crime. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily per person. Uh, we've paid informants a lot of money that it comes from the same informants, but they're different crimes. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's kind of, um, I, I, I was thinking about the, the people that are uh, receiving the monies and how, how do you keep them completely safe as far as their identity is concerned? Because um, you would have, say, in same areas uh, of the town or community, wherever, and you have different uh, major crimes that are committed in those areas, and you receive those tips pretty readily because of that. Um, do you, you don't really try to find out who they are, do you? 
No, sir. Matter of fact, we don't want to. That yeah. way, if a defendant or the DA or whomever, if they subpoena me to court and they want to know who that person is, I can say, well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, because I haven't, I haven't met them. I haven't talked to them. Uh, I haven't seen them. But our board members pay the money out, and I do want to make sure that the, the callers, the, the people out there, the potential callers, we pay in cash. We don't pay by check. Now, they have to sign a receipt, but they sign a receipt using their code number, and they are given a code number whenever they, whenever they call in. And so the treasurer writes the check to cash, puts, it on, puts the code number on the check for our accounting, our, our internal bookkeeping purposes, and then that board member takes the check to the bank, gets it cashed, and then makes a delivery to the informant. The board member actually sees that person. A board member does. Yes, they see they see a person. Now, see, they don't know if it's the caller or not. The caller can send somebody else to pick the money up. Yeah. So, you know, there's no way we can testify as to whether that's the actual caller or not. We don't know. We just know that person has got the code number to pick the money up. Now, is it the same board member that will give the monies out to whoever, or how do you pick a a board member to? to accomplish that feat? Well, they normally go in pairs. Uh, Mike Gentry is the chairman, and he normally takes a, another board member with him uh, just for a safety factor. And not only that, but more than anything, so that you've got a witness. And they change up. The, the yeah. board members change up as to some don't want to do the drops. We, we call them drops because you're yeah. dropping cash. But uh, most of them do. It's kind of a cloak and dagger thing. It's kind of a neat thing that the board members get to do. All right, if you got a cap at $1,000. Yes, sir. And you're just not making any headway at all. And you have someone who maybe has a friend that ha ha was the victim or whatever decides, I'm going to give an extra $5,000 or an extra $10,000. Yes, sir. How, how, how do you accomplish that? Well, we have a form that they have to get signed and notarized that says, okay, from point A to B, in other words, for a year, two years, three years, we're going to offer this amount of money that that other person is. We're going to offer $5,000, and we're going to let, we're going to request that Crime Stoppers pay that money out for us, but it has to be a, it's kind of like a, a promissory note because they don't want to necessarily, let's say they don't want to give Crime Stoppers $5,000 mm -hmm. uh, just on the assumption that that crime may get solved. Yeah. Some people do, some some don't. But there has to be a little bit of paperwork. It's basically a promissory agreement uh, that says, okay, if Crime Stoppers makes the arrest and that uh, Crime Stoppers will pay their money out mm -hmm. and then we'll give them uh, X, amount of, X amount of dollars on our side. Yeah. Typically, it's a business, could be a family, uh, but typically it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a business donation. That's 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 amazing to me how you have stayed um, a positive thing for the communities after all these years. So have you had to adapt as you've gone on? Well, well, I know uh, some of the things as far <laughs> as the the people who answer the phone and and but um, keeping the identities completely secret. Is probably the toughest thing you do. Well, it is. Uh, the answering service does what they call a sanitation process. Let's say that 
you're mad and you're aggravated uh, at, at your mom, and she sells dope out of the house, and say, well, I'm going to call in. And so the caller keeps saying, my mom, my mom, my mom. Well, those trained operators, the Crime Stoppers operators, mm -hmm. they sanitize that call, and they don't say my mom. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, that protects the caller. That's also uh, the secondary checks and balances system that's why all the ch all the calls come to me mm -hmm. uh, i read that tip and then i have uh, an investigator at each agency that gets that tip and then yeah. they they send it out and i, I i'd kind of like to brag on them a little bit it's a uh, lieutenant todd sparks at the sheriff's department know him very well uh captain Good nathan officer. mcdaniel with yep. the city yeah uh chief uh, kevin arnold at Smyrna. Uh, Lieutenant David Durham uh, at Laverne and Captain Jason Wofford at MTSU. Uh, that's my co-coordinators. That's who, once I look through the tip, uh, I, I'm satisfied that it's the tipster is totally anonymous. Mm -hmm. Then I immediately turn around and send that tip to them. And it's normally, uh, they get the tip normally within one to three minutes after I do, so it's pretty quick. Yeah, that's a good bunch of people you just named. Oh, they're great. They're great. And here again, see, there's what makes my job easy. Yeah. All right, now, uh, has there ever been a crime committed in, uh, let's just say, inside the city of Murfreesboro? Yes, sir. That still hasn't been solved, oh. and we've gone through a number of decades and you you still wish that you could take care of those and and let's, let's say these are really bad crimes well there are we have some unsolved homicides treatment and i'm sorry i don't have that list in front of me but that's the good thing about crime stoppers it doesn't make any difference how old the crime is yes. if you've got information uh, please call it in and, and give it to us it may be past it may be a theft uh, and it's over the statute of limitations of seven years. Yeah. But if somebody knows information and they can clear that case, then that's just having that case say, okay, well, we can clear it without arrest. So, yeah, there's a lot of information out there that we could use. Yeah, I can, I can think of just a few cold cases. Uh, we were very fortunate to solve a lot of the cold cases because the original uh, investigators did a great job in, in taking in all, all the information and put it, kept it on record. And then as things started changing with science and DNA, DNA and all of those type things, uh, they were able to utilize that initial information and then add to it as they went along. And most of the uh, cases that I remember that happened during my, my memory uh, have been solved, but there are a couple that, as you know, there are some cases that are unsolvable. They really are. And uh, it, it, it's the identity of one of the uh, uh, persons that was murdered in our community uh, out near the lake. There's almost no way in the world we'll ever solve that simply because of the I identity of of the one that was the victim. And uh, those things are, are sad, but you never give up on them. No, you can't. It, you, it, 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 uh, our cold case team in the, the Murfreesboro, Smyrna, they, they, uh, they are committed to not let 
any of those type crimes go unsolved. So it, it, we, we are very fortunate to have the people that we have uh, protecting us in our community. Oh, I think we've got some of the finest investigators there are, Truman, in the United States. They could, yeah. they could immediately leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I, we also have, uh, remember, as lo the times that I was in law enforcement, we had the best district attorney people, the yes. DAs, and, and, their, and, and the people who, who worked for them. Uh, they were the best in the country. I would put them against anybody. I mean, and it, it, it takes everybody working together as a team yes. to make sure that those are taken care of. Exactly. One one homicide comes to mind uh, that here again shows you that that uh, it, it's not just Murfreesboro, but uh, I, I was I, I actually took the tip. Uh, it was in October of 1989. Uh, there was a body found in Nashville, and they had no idea who it was. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly where. Uh, I've slept since then, Freeman, and I'm getting older. But I believe that it was uh, at a metro school, mm -hmm. uh, and I think on Charlotte that the body was found. Anyway, we took, we took the tip that uh, identified not only the victim, uh, but the, uh, the suspect. Mm -hmm. and forwarded that to Metro, and they investigated and was able to make the arrest. And I knew the tip was good because uh, it was an execution-style shooting, and they told me where they shot the victim and how many times. Well, when you get detailed information, you, you, can, you can know. You yeah. know if that person knows what they're talking about or they're just trying to feed you some fake information. Yeah. And so that shows you that, okay, we solve we solve crime not just in Rutherford County but in other jurisdictions because it shows you how not only law enforcement but other crime stoppers work with each other. Do you have officers, uh, especially detectives maybe, that will come to you and ask for your help? Well, Truman, when I was working, yes. Oh, he's, I, he's smiling big, Peggy, over here. <laughs> I, when, uh, when I was working, yes, I would say that about 75% of the detectives personally knew me. Yeah. I've got some new detectives down there that, you know, they don't know me and they don't know my ethics and, and, the, and that, you know, how you get information and how you learn things, you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And you have to have that trusted rapport. But, yes, many times uh, I've, I've had... Uh, uh, I, I've had officers come. Uh, uh, one case in, in particular, I, when we were down at the old annex, uh, we had a student giving us information, and I actually had uh, uh, a TBI agent, uh, Rick Stout, who's now retired. He Never came had. down and talked to the, I let him talk to the caller mm -hmm. uh, that called in. So, yes, I have several times had detectives say, you know, we really want to uh, feature this crime, or we really need information. Can you help us? That's what we're out there for. We're out there to help. It helps for the officer to give you kind of a crime scene type of, uh, kind of give you a, a picture of what exactly happened, don't you? Well, it does. And here again, you've got to have that mutual respect uh, for each other. And they've yeah. got to know that whatever they tell you is, uh, is not going to go anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, it's going to go there. Um, we have to start, though, if, if they're asking for help, the main thing we have to have is that initial 
uh, offense report. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got to have that. We've got to have something to go on. But I never asked for the detective's notes. Uh, I've never revealed anything to the media that they don't want revealed. And actually, I learned that a long time ago being the public information officer. Um, there's nothing that says you have to tell everything. It's just whatever you do tell, just make sure it's the truth. And anything you get involved in telling could get you on the witness stand, doesn't it? It very well could. Yeah. And, and, uh, and probably would. <laughs> that's, that's probably the one position where you're sitting that you don't want to be because uh, as you've been there a long time, somebody like you, it doesn't bother you as much because you're not blindsided by some of the defense attorneys and what they want to ask you and, and those type things or ask you the same question a hundred times, hoping that you will answer differently uh, from one to the other. But um, um, have you always felt like that you made the right decision becoming the uh, crime stopper uh, what will you call it, director? Uh, uh, law enforcement coordinator. Coordinator, okay. Ha have you always been comfortable there? And my thought is that you have. I think you have in enjoyed your entire time there. I have. Uh, they just call me coordinator now uh, because I'm obviously retired law enforcement, but I still retain that position uh, on the Crime Stoppers board. Uh, basically, I'm just a civilian coordinator because that's what I do. I coordinate the incoming tips. Uh, yes, Truman, I have to say I am. Uh, I, I, the, the media uh, at certain times has tried to throw me underneath the bus a time or two. All right, I remember. Uh, but, but for the most part, Hold your head up high. Again, tell the truth. Uh, there's nothing that says you have to tell the media everything. Yeah. Uh, but whatever you do tell them, uh, they have to respect you for being truthful. And I think that goes to the same thing with the district attorneys and also the defense attorneys. They may not always agree with you, although most of the times they do, but it's your reputation. Are you being honest with them? Are you being truthful? And they go back and they look at your, they look at your, your years of law enforcement. You know, how, yeah. how, do you have a good reputation? And I think that's what you have to do. You have to have a good reputation with them. And mainly, you got to have a good reputation for the community. they got to trust you to call in. They've yeah. got to know where you come from. I think that when you were saying that, I got to thinking, well, what you're telling them is the truth. But what comes out of their mouths when they're in front of the TV camera is not always the way that you relate to it. And you, we all have known uh, back in the old days, we didn't worry about that. But times have changed so much mm -hmm. with the media that uh, I, I, I became very uh, aware that what I was saying was not going to be on in the air the way that I am relating it back to them. So that has become... I think I think the media uh, and their intentions are not the same as it was 30, 40 years ago. We, right. It, it was uh, um, like, in in some cases, they were an asset to us. The media could be. Oh, exactly. Because you could put it out and and give more information. I I, I think really there's less people 
probably watching it anymore in in uh, the ones that you're talking to uh, I had a, I, I've got to the point where I didn't want to tell them anything because I was afraid that they would mess up our investigation and that's always a possibility well it, it is and w when I went through different PIO schools Truman that's the first thing I learned is anything that I said out of my mouth was going to be public record yeah when you get it out to the news media it is public record stays mm -hmm. public public records you can't take it back yeah and you don't have to tell them anything no you don't but but you always need to try to tell them something even if they already know it and one thing I definitely uh, just remembered, I've actually not put the number to Crime Stoppers out there, and so I want to do that. It's real easy. It's 615-893-STOP. 615-893-STOP. That doesn't sound like a uh, Canadian number. Uh, no, it, it's, our, it's our number. It, it goes to Canada through what they call that DID number that they've given yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, and then we also, for the northern end of the county, for Laverne and St. Myrna, it's 459-CLUE. But you can call the 893 stop from anywhere. Uh, give us the information. Let us know, please. Yeah. And uh, also, I have to say, uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, so we're mm -hmm. always uh, we're always willing to look at uh, to look at donations. We'll take any kind of donation that you can give us. That's that's one thing I was going to ask you. Outside of the 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 people who give anonymously that are not part of the the normal relationship there. Where does the money come from? Just private and corporate donations. We have a number of businesses uh, in the county that give us annual yearly donations. Uh, business people give us donations. Private citizens give us donations. But that's where the money comes from, Trayman. Now, is, is, can they claim it on their income tax by doing that with that other situation you've had with the IRS? Uh, uh, yes, sir, they can. Uh, here again, we're listed with the Internal Revenue Service. We are a 501c3 nonprofit corporation yeah. registered with IRS. So any donation that they give to Crime Stoppers, to Rutherford County Crime Stoppers, yes, it, it most definitely is a tax-deductible donation. Wow. You've handled a lot of money after uh, over all these years. Well, I personally hadn't handled a lot, but I can tell you the board has. The the, the board has. Uh, one of the things I'm not sure that I, that we we were talking about numbers uh, a, a a little bit ago. Uh, how would you like to know how much money that we've paid out so far? I would like to know. Almost a hundred and five thousand dollars that we've paid out in rewards. Oh wow! That's a lot of money. And it's all tax-free money. Uh, it is, yes, sir. That's, I, a, that, that's amazing in itself. I have to say, it all is tax-free. Is there one particular case that Crime Stoppers has solved that stands out more than any others? Well, other than the King homicide uh, in uh, uh, in in that actually uh, happened in Nashville, but we helped solve it. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, Freeman, it, it's a felony vandalism case. We had four suspects. Uh, absolutely, the Old Fort Park golf course out there, they got golf carts everywhere. Oh, I remember that. And they tore up the greens, and they ran, yeah. the, the, they ran the carts in the ground. I mean, literally, it wasn't 500 or or $1,000. It was hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage that they did. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, 
uh, through the Crime Stoppers tip, we caught them. Uh, they were three juveniles and one adult. Yeah. And it was highly publicized. And the city golf, uh, uh, and I can't remember his name right now, but he actually called me. He said, Clyde, he said, is there any way that you can help us with this? Said, yeah. Nobody knows anything. There's no cameras. We have no idea who did what. And here again, so we advertised it. It's crime of the week. We put it out there uh, in the media, radio, TV, uh, and newspaper. And within a week, we had all four people arrested. I remember how appalled everybody was in the city over that particular situation. You think, what in the world gets through the minds of anybody? I mean, even kids to go out and cause that much damage. Did, did, did you ever find out what initiated their particular goal was to take care of that? Uh, the motive was just attention, uh, a bragging fact so they could brag about it. Amazing. Uh, and I guess one other case, uh, it's so old now I can talk about it. Uh, we, uh, uh, and, and I'll, I'll detect it, tell you who the, because he's not, he, he, he's not an officer now, but he was a vice officer, Mark Wilson. Mm -hmm. It was Mark Wilson's case. He was working uh, uh, drug buying, and there was a grow house, believe it or not, in the city on Sulphur Springs Road. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to get in there and make a buy and then make a bust. Uh, they made bail and bond and then went on their way. Uh, here's why. They were actually on the Federal Witness Protection Agency Act. <laughs> <laughs> so to supplement that income, they started their own uh, grow house. Which is pretty common. And uh, yes, it is. Uh, so it, it kind of makes you wonder about recidivism rates uh, on, on criminals and felonies, does it not? But they were placed here from, uh, well, I guess I better not say, but from another state. Yeah. Uh, and the marshal's <coughs> office put them here under fake identities. So, of course, once that was, once that was disclosed, then there had to be the, the DA and the prosecutors and everybody had to get involved on that. But, yeah, ex-felons, ex confidence, but under false identities under the Federal Witness Protection. To me, that was a very, very special case that we had to work through. Well, there, there's really two reasons why they do that. Number one is that's the only way that they can solve. And, and a lot of time, it's a major, major uh, crime group that, that uh, they have to get the information on. Exactly. And the other is they will be killed within a short period of time. In no time. Yeah, so they have to they have to do all of that, and I understand why, but it does have a a negative effect also, especially wherever they're sent to and moved to. So um, we become victims, I guess, in in, in some respects because of we do, and, and and of course they can't tell us anything either. So. No, we had no idea. No, yeah. no law enforcement agency anywhere in Rutherford County knew they were there, knew they were in that house. Well, Clyde, I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on today, and you'll have to come back on because we've got a lot to talk about, and you've had a great career over at uh, Murfreesboro Police Department, and, uh, and I wish you were still there to be perfectly honest with you i remember uh, probably when you first well i do remember when you first started so, yes sir um the the the, the 
law enforcement people had great relationships during most of that time. And we've had the best law enforcement officers you could find anywhere. And all of them, um, they need to be honored for what they do for our community. Well, Truman, here's what I see. I've traveled all over, all over the country uh, going and attending the Crime Stoppers training conferences in a lot of different jurisdictions. Yeah. And you know what I think is very unique about here in Murfreesboro? Mm -hmm. All the agencies get along with each other. Oh, yeah, That's the thing. Do. The Sheriff's Department, the Police Department, you know, there, there's, there's no trampling grounds. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's, it's all one big team. You know, it's all one big team, and that's what I saw in my career is how everybody got along with each other. And I'll tell you, the citizens don't know how fortunate they are because a lot of other jurisdictions, even here in Tennessee, police departments and sheriff's departments, and then if you've got multiple police departments in that jurisdiction, they don't get along. And I, I've, not, I've not seen that here in Rutherford County. We are very fortunate. And if you're one of those that's moved in in the last few years, uh, whenever you see a law enforcement officer somewhere, just thank them for what they do because uh, uh, the people have been in here forever. We we know uh, most of them, unless they're fairly new and they come from somewhere else. But yes, uh, sir. they wouldn't be here if if the agency had not uh, done a complete background on them, found out about them, and and uh, see how they respond to other people. That's that's uh, um, I love them all. I really do, and I do too. And and I and I agree with you. I would urge citizens when you see an officer, you know, out at the post office picking up their dry cleaning, eating somewhere, go up and thank them for their job. You know, uh, they have a very hard job, and uh, I think well, I think we've got a great community that supports law enforcement overall. That's what really makes it uh, special. Huge, huge difference. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at 9 o'clock. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.